We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 57. Nope, it's 58. Episode 58. We're on episode 58 now. I didn't update that in the show notes. We're off to a fantastic start. Hey, we may not know what episode number this is, but we do know that this is the show that will read dungeon tomes for you so you can get your loot and get out. Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk all about the lore of Warcraft one or two topics at a time. My name is Allie, the lover of lore and dungeons, and I'm joined by the lover of lore and warrior dwarves. It is Jin. Yes, I do love those guys. They're, they're the best. They're and wonderful. we might be talking about dwarves today. Maybe. And a warrior-related thing. And so I'm like, this it's just, it's it's it works, right? Are we doing that? Are we talking about warrior Okay. Warrior dwarves, all right. Sounds well, good. Well, you're a warrior dwarf, and we might talk about some dwarves. Talk about there's, me? All there's right. a certain certain person that warriors, you know, are related to in a way. And related. And we're, we're talking about that. But not related. That's not the right word, too. <laughs> um, I know what um, you're saying. I don't claim him to. as my family member. Connected to. Connected to. We'll use that. Okay. Yeah. There's a there's the tangential link there. Yeah. There's a there's a thing that <laughs> we don't really like to claim it, but hey, we did a thing back in Legion. We thought it was cool. <laughs> Realized it wasn't as cool as we thought it was. So yeah. We'll yep. get there though. Yeah, we will. Hey, buddy, what you been up to? Wow. Um, lots of work. So since we last recorded. Which was three weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I went to Washington, D.C. As I already talked about, so not even going to talk about it. Uh, and then I went to, uh, yeah, then we had a freaking big old thing at work where now I'm having to drive into work every day and it's a blah, it's annoying. But. That's disgusting. Especially when you're not used to it because you've been at home and it's been lovely. And now all of a sudden you have to commute and stuff. Yeah, and it's like doubled my commute time because I'm not going to my normal office. I'm going to like one of the other oh. like, sites. That's like, annoying, but hey, that's like whatever. But that's more podcast the- listening time, right? Oh well, yeah, I'm like I'm I'm busting out the old audiobook listening time now. I've like there you go it, cleared out my backlog completely. I was like, oh look at wow, that. that's impressive. Yeah, I did. It's it's it is a lot of listening time that I got. <laughs> but um, no, the most important thing is is I am now officially less than one month away. From the old marathon that I'll be running coming up here on December, December 4th. Woo. And what's really impressive about that is I was always thinking like, you know, ultimate goal, stretch goal that I'm going to shoot for. Probably not going to do it. Try and qualify for the Boston Marathon, right? That was the, the, the super duper yeah. end goal. But I was like, probably take me a few tries to get there. I don't know. It's looking pretty good. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, yeah, we had this uh, little... Uh, pre-race uh, training run. is 20 miles. And you actually, you know, there's a whole bunch of people showed up, so it was actually like race atmosphere and all that. And let's just say I was going very fast, and it was beautiful, and I felt perfectly fine at the end of it. So the fact that I was like, all right, 
All right, I think I can run some more after that 20 miles. Hopefully, because I need to run 6.2 more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. That's uh, awesome. You've worked so hard to get to this point. Well done. I know. It's like, you know, you know, I'm a really smart person because it's like, hey, hey there, Mr. Jin, you got a lot going on with you at work. Mm-hmm, I do. I got a lot going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's really busy, really crazy. You know what you should do? Hmm. And what's that? <laughs> you should take up even more of your time and trade for a marathon. That sounds like a great idea. Mm, I don't think it's... Other, no, it's a great idea. And I was like, you're sold. It's a great idea. So that's... <laughs> I'm not crazy, and luckily, it's almost over. <laughs> you're, you're doing it, though. I mean, it's... You've, you've seen the progress. You've felt the progress, which is huge, and it's fantastic. Yeah, so, well... Go to Sacramento Marathon. You'll see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. But anyway, that's all I've been up to. Honestly, I can't even remember the last time I logged into the game because I'm just waiting for the freaking expansion at this point. <laughs> but yeah, what have you? What have you been up to, Ali? What have you been doing? Hmm? What are you doing? Wow, I've been doing so much in and out of the game. Not as much in game as I would like, but I've done some of that too. So. A week ago, was it a week ago? I think I guessed it on for Azeroth with Lex. Yep, so it was Lex and Olivia and I, and we had a fantastic time. Listen to that episode. Well done. Two thirty-four, two thirty-five. I apparently don't know episode numbers tonight. It's, it's fine. Uh, thank you. It was a lot of fun. We we just I made it an addiction of mine, and we talked about Dragonflight stuff and November fifteenth. And good times. It's dragonflying. It's dragonflying. It is. Not just dragonflying. Well, that too. But also the races. Really, it's it's the races. Mm-hmm. I get done with one and I get the itch and I have to do another. It's it's dangerous. Yeah. It's so good. It feels so good. I love it. I, in game, have been trying to level some alts. I have a shaman I'm trying to get to 60. And when that's done, I have a mage. I want to get leveled. I think she's 50. Doesn't I think. That, doesn't that take all of like 15 minutes now because you got the 50% increase bonus and then you also got the increase 18% because of the freaking anniversary yeah, it's, it's, right it's, now? It's not too bad. Like now is a good time to level alt. So I'm hoping this week to hit that hard. So I want to get those two done this week. That would be lovely with the anniversary event. So. Get two. those two done. And I've also been trying to do... So, the last time we recorded, I think? Maybe? Maybe. We... I was talking about doing Twisting Corridors. I finished that off. It's not a hand mount at the end. I don't know why I kept thinking it was a hand mount at the end. I did not get my hand mount yet. It's very sad. That's that my sad. other goal. That's so sad. It's so sad. That's my other goal before we start is I need my hand mount. There's yeah. a couple of different ways to get it. So, I've been trying to... You know, chip away at that. Hopefully I can get one of them. And that's that for that. And I'm quitting my job. And I oh, told yeah. my boss. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it t- I give like a two months notice of two weeks because it's hard to hire quality teachers. And especially during the holidays. Plus, it's easier to tell people when you give them a two month warning and they're less upset. Mm. This is two months instead of two weeks. And then I don't have to feel bad. It's great. Yeah. Makes sense. Feels, yeah. like, feels like me where I'm like, I don't like conflict, so I'm going to 
Just so you know, sometime within the next year, year and a half, I will be moving on to another job. So you're going to have plenty of time. Year and a half, that's huh? A, that's, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. That's a dangerous amount of time. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the gist of it. There's a lot of little things here and there. And oh, yeah, we whatnots. played D&D. Ah. Oh, yeah. We played D&D. Do you want to talk about that? I feel like you should talk about that. I don't know. I killed Raymond and then I brought him back. I was like, hey, you're back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was fun. I had a lot of time fun. But, uh, and Allie over here decided that she's, uh, <laughs> you know, I gave her a cloak of protection and she thinks she's invincible or something. And she's like, I'm going <laughs> to jump in here and I'm going to take on these like four or five lizard men. It's totally fine. And let's just say, well, she didn't die, but she did get knocked unconscious so. pretty quick. I passed out once, and then at another time, I got reduced to one hit point. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah. great thing about d well, One hit point, I was you're still freaking trucking exactly. along. Fine. Fine. Well, A, it's been forever since we played, and I was really excited to get into combat. And B, the positioning of the room where everyone else was, it was a little weird. I'm like, I'm going to just jump in, and then everyone will jump in behind me. And by then... You know, some of the lizard folk would be taken down and it'll be fine. I failed to like really pay attention to the turn order and notice that it was going to be me and then the lizard folk. So instead of me just like attacking one and then the rest of my team, you know, attacking the others or whatever, I attacked and then all the lizard folks all attacked me. It's true. That's it's exactly, that's exactly how that went. <laughs> It was quite funny. Yeah, it was. That was a thing that happened. (laughs) It was a lot of fun, though. I've been this like our campaign was like, you know, due to scheduling conflicts was, you know, it had been a while. And my other D&D campaign, it had been a while, too. And so I just I was starting to get the itch and I just wanted to get in there. I wasn't playing smart. I was playing for fun. I'm Uh, still alive. It's okay. I'll allow it. (laughs) Oh, thanks. Thanks. No problem. I'm glad you allow fun. Uh huh. I allow fun. That's a it's a requirement actually. <laughs> hey, hey, we should we should just start talking about what we're drinking. Sure, why not? Not yeah, that fun. It's it's a, it's a type of fun. Nothing beats a brew shared between friends. Yeah. What the heck is this? Yeah, it's a it's, it's a, a whiskey thing. sour. It is. And I went all fancy fad. He is. He went legit whiskey sour, fancy, like egg foamy, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I did. Stuff. Yeah. So would you like to know how you do it? Because this was actually attempt number three or four to where I finally was able to get it right. Sure. So you want to sure. know how to do it? Share with the class how it's done. Okay. So you're going to make whatever your cocktail is. Blah, 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 blah. For example, whiskey sour. It's like. I think it was two ounces of whiskey, but uh, I was saying bourbon, but I was using Jameson because I was like, ah, I'm going to use Jameson. I like Jameson. It's basically has almost no flavor, so it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> so I like it because it has no flavor. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it's like you can just keep drinking it and then you're suddenly like, wow, that was dangerous. <laughs> That's Jameson. <laughs> anyway, and then it's like some lemon juice and some freaking simple syrup, however much. Look at the recipe. But anyway... Then it tells you, go ahead and put one egg white in there. Sometimes it'll actually tell you an amount, like half an ounce. I'm like, I just put the whole freaking egg white in there. 
you know, crack the shell and you do the little loot with it back and forth. Yep. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yep, and yep. Then you, yep, yep. You get it? Did you make that sound when you did it too? Whoop, whoop. Uh, yeah, I think I actually did because I almost dropped the yoke in there. I was like, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> and I was, you know, being a little silly and, you know, not doing it under like a, into like a separate container. I was like feeling like all, you know, I was like, I got this. I did, but uh, close call. <laughs> so anyway... What you do is before you actually add any ice to the shaker, you do what they refer to as a dry shake. I don't know. It's all liquid. So why would you call it a dry shake? It just means there's no ice in it. So, and then you shake the ever-loving shit out of it. <laughs> like, of the egg white? Yeah. 30 seconds. Okay. It says 30 seconds. So you're like, okay, shake for 30 seconds. You're like, chuka, chuka, chuka. No, no. 30 seconds. Like, 30 seconds is a long time. <laughs> so I was, I was going at it. And, uh, was shaking it like I was shaking a shake weight, and it was it was great. And then finally, after I counted to thirty in my head, I was like, "Okay, that was that was a lot of shaking." And then I put some ice. Then you get to add the ice in there and actually do the shake, so it's nice and cold. And then you pour it in there, and, and it does a little separate. It's like, oh, it's like freaking lemon meringue pie up in here or something. It's freaking beautiful. Yeah, it so was very fancy looking. I was impressed. Yeah. So the answer is, you, when it says thirty seconds, it means thirty seconds. Like, like a lot. Like your arms are gonna be a little sore by the time you're done shaking that thing. Who needs <laughs> a shake weight when you have a shaker mm-hmm. of and, alcohol? Yeah, and if you have to do the shaker of alcohol, there's like a surprise at the end. So do that, not a shake weight. It's <laughs> <laughs> a surprise. There it is. You get, you make a drink. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny about that? I was even trying to nothing, be funny. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. No. Nope, nothing. Nothing. No. Nope. Just serene innocent over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was not super fancy with my whiskey sour. I think the fanciest I got with it is I added a dash of the orange bitter. Mm-hmm. That's I did about too. as fancy as I got. See, I had regular bitters, but I think I, I think I think the container was old because I couldn't. I literally couldn't open it. I was like, "What well, oh. shit." This is probably a sign that I shouldn't use this. <laughs> so I used the orange ones. <laughs> well, because because uh, I wasn't going to. But then, like, you know, one of the recipes calls for a garnish of orange. Another recipe called for a garnish of, I don't know, just like cherry something or other. I'm like, well, I have no garnishes. I have no oranges. I have orange bitters. I just did like a couple dashes in the, in the shaker before I went shaky, shaky, shaky. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. It's pretty tasty. Beautiful. Yep. All right. Well, that's. That's the that's the drink. You've, that's uh, the drink. There's ed- education even for drinks up in here. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. Um, the surprise at the end. There's a surprise at the end. It is. But not a shake weight, though. The only surprise you're going to get there is like, I don't know, the doctor's going to be like, stop doing a shake weight. That's weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> not good for you. It's not good. Speaking of surprises at the end... <laughs> Hey, everybody. If you like supporting shows that talk about the beautiful hobbies and interests that you're also into, like shake weights and booze, do you find yourself talking back to the host out loud while listening in the car or riding on a train or riding a horse or, I don't know, jumping jumping rope? Riding a horse. Hopping scotch. It's entirely po- hopping scotch. <laughs> I don't know. Hopping scotch. Yeah, hopscotch. So you're hopping scotch, right? You get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Well, if you've answered yes to any of those questions, stay tuned until the end of the show where you can find out how you keep this ridiculousness going. Yep. So ridiculous. It is. And speaking of ridiculous, let's get ridiculous. How am I supposed to live, laugh, love in these conditions? Yeah. I'll make this really quick because I saw various reports on this, but I had a time finding the actual article article. Just people that worked for articles talking about it. So, and other people in the community. But basically, last time we talked, I think it was the last time we talked, we talked about uh, Blizzard Albany over there. The QA people working on unionizing. Well, they finally got the, the okay and the clear to vote to unionize. But of course, ABK doesn't want that to happen. Surprise. That's not the fun surprise at the end. No, no. 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 So an ABK rep actually sent some documents to Polygon. And they basically stated that they are going to appeal the NLRB's election decision regarding Blizzard Albany's QA vote to unionize. The vote hasn't even happened yet. And ABK is already saying that they're going to fight it. It sounds like ABK is basically doing everything they can to stall this unionization effort. I think that at one point they asked... For, you know, once the votes are like done and collected, that they don't get counted yet until they're done trying to do their fight or whatever they're trying to pull off. It's I'm just uh, I'm, I'm over them trying to block unions and be assholes. But uh, they're, they're just coming up with the same excuses and reasons, basically, that they use against Raven Studios QA union. Like they talked about how like. They want to increase the pool of people who get to vote because the whole studio should get to vote. And they're complaining that the workers are working on different projects and blah, 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 blah. So these excuses didn't work with them for, you know, when they're finding Raven's vote. So I'm not sure what they're hoping to accomplish with their union busting efforts this time around. Because all it's really doing now is making them look bad at this point. And again, if they took care of their QA workers, they wouldn't have to go through this. And... Okay, you want to increase the pool of people who get to vote? You have other workers who get paid better, far better than the QA people. So it makes no sense for them to get involved in that vote. Um, it's just stupid, and ABK is stupid. <laughs> Tell us what you really think, Allie. It's stupid. <laughs> we, we try to keep the swearing to minimum on this show, so that's what I'm doing. It's stupid. <laughs> Like, why? Stupid. Why Why do they think the NLRB is going to be like, oh, okay, we'll go know. along with you this time. You're not, you're not doing wrong, horrible things, and we support you, ABK. How dare they unionize? We're going to stop them. Like, why? why? I don't know. Don't make no sense to me. Like, at this point, it would be better for ABK to save face and just let it happen. I, I don't see what benefit they have right now. In fighting. I, I agree. I, I don't see the point of it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, I hope I hope they uh, lose this appeal, and I hope that, uh, you know, I hope that uh, Blizzard Albany uh, wins their right to form a union, because, uh, yeah, ABK uh, deserves it. <laughs> At uh -huh. this point, I just want to be like, yeah, I, just, I want you to have a union, just because you don't want them to have a union. So I want them to have a union. Of course, yeah. And there's this whole thing that happened in one of their Slack channels with some anti-union rhetoric. 
on a channel, if I remember right, it was a channel that people couldn't reply to. Probably. Or it's, I don't know, it's just, it's the same old, same old that we've been going through this whole time. Like, it just, it's still happening, and it's stupid. Yep, just same old, same old union-busting efforts is what it feels like. Yeah. Well, are we ready to jump into uh, the fun little topic for today? Yeah. Yeah, well, let's do it. What you talking about? 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 Well... Gonna be, it's going to be a good one. I'm excited about this. So back in episode 54, we had a chat about various expansion-related novels that we've gotten in past expansions, and we speculated about a possible Dragonflight novel, desperately longing for one. While we are getting a Dragonflight Codex book in July of 2023, we aren't getting a pre-expansion novel as I was secretly hoping. We have gotten something else, though, thanks to some tomes found in-game. Little love notes to the lore community, how I, how I see them. These can be found in the new dungeon, Oldman Legacy of Tear. So this comes out on November 15th. And it can be difficult to take time to look at books or loot books in a dungeon when the rest of your party wants to get their loot and get out. But don't worry, we've got you covered. Just a little quick refresher. Oldman, we, we've been there before. It's a classic Warcraft dungeon. In the Badlands, not just dungeon though, it's actually an ancient Titan vault that was discovered when some dwarves were busy with some excavations. The discs of Norganon were hidden away and protected there. And for those who you don't know, even though most of you do, but just, just in case, the discs of Norganon contains basically the history of Azeroth as it developed in the early, early, early years, as well as the information on the Titan's experiments with the Earthen. It also talks about the curse of flesh, Loken's corruption on the hands or, or tentacles of all gods. Back in the day, Tyr himself distracted Loken at the gates of Ulduar, so Arcades and Ironia could steal the discs and sneak them out. So Tyr would eventually sacrifice himself, holding back the old god minions that Loki, 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 <laughs> Loken sent after them, giving Arcades and Ironia a chance to get them safely to Ulduman. And they vowed to protect those discs with their lives. Now, apparently, another disc has been found in Ultiman, which is why we're going back. Just really quick, as I like to do, we like to look at descriptions of dungeons and whatnot. And the World of Warcraft website says, After returning to the Dragon Isles, Queen Alexstrasza learned of another disc locked away within Ultiman, one that holds the memories of Tyr himself. Believing this knowledge is needed to restore the power of the aspects, Alex Straza has asked her mortal allies to brave the perils of Ultiman and recover Tyr's memories to secure the future of Dragonkind. Now, that's great. It's good to know going into this. But what also is good to know why we're here is that there are five books of the, you know, tome document type that are found in this dungeon. There's some good stuff in here, too. And possible nods to future things. I'm feeling like we need to play the spoiler bumper. What do you think, Jen? Because I feel like that's just... I think it's just safe to say that. Yeah, probably. I mean, especially considering this episode comes out the day that the dungeon comes out. So, you know, go run the dungeon yeah. for yourself. And things like that. So, yeah. I don't, I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. So if you have avoided 
all dragonfly info, if you have avoided all talk of things that were found in the beta and the PTR, if you were avoiding speculations, you might want to wait on this episode. You have been warned. At the very least, give yourself a chance to run the content and then come right back. Yeah, and, and maybe, I mean, we're going to be reading the books for yourself. You can read the books for yourself. We're going to be reading the books here, too. And there's possible nods to future things in this expansion or maybe future expansions. So that's the spoilers, the possible spoilers that could happen. Yep. Well, I guess we could jump right into the very first one. Yes. Yes, you do that so I can drink. Okay, so this one is titled Progress Report. Old Doris, a letter from Keeper Tear to Keeper Loken. Brother Loken, as you requested, I offer the following report on the progress towards our objectives. I am pleased to say that the Halls of Infusion are now operational, though the work of imbuing order magic into the Wellspring is only beginning. I remain optimistic that the progress will prove effective. Already we are detecting reduced levels of contamination. I hope your investigation into how Yog saron compromised these living waters will yield answers. In the meantime, we can be assured that the evolution of another Galakrond will not be triggered by consuming unfiltered water. Once purification is complete, an additional benefit will be found in offering the infused water to dragonkind. By ingesting the water or causing their eggs to absorb its effects, it should be possible to keep even the most willful dragon aligned with the Titan philosophies. Our efforts to bring the proto-dragons in line have faced resistance but I am formulating a strategy to speed the process along. Construction of the facility atop the Halls of Infusion is proceeding at a pace. Though the station is to be designated Oldoris, I must reluctantly report that the dragons have taken to calling the structure by the name Tearhold. I will do my best to ensure our Titan Forge workforce do not also adopt this embarrassing pseudonym, but as of late, (laughs) they seem to be expressing more and more opinions of their own. In closing, let me underscore once again how fervently I disagree with the assertions of Prime Designate Odin concerning the unsuitability of the dragon aspects. I have every confidence that they will prove fervent allies on our shared goals of keeping the world structured and disciplined. Ever your friend, Keeper Tear. Ooh, so there it is. That's a lot of of little tidbits in there that if you just, you know, not paying attention to, you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Yep. Yep. So we're, we're going we're gonna to unpack it. Um, starting with really, and there's there's a lot to unpack, but I do want to read. So Halls of Infusion is actually one of our dungeons in Dragonflight. The description on the website for that says, Deep beneath Tear Hold lies the Halls of Infusion. Its structure was built upon an ancient wellspring, the waters of which were channeled by Keeper Tear to feed the life pools of the Red Flight. Now that the Dragon Isles have a reawakened, Primalist forces have invaded these halls. Have they come to destroy the facility? Or to reveal secrets that Tyr left behind? Um, Both. (laughs) (laughs) Because this letter is a... I don't know. There's two parts of it that it's like kind of messed up. Yeah, so let's let's talk about what are are you... Your initial thoughts? Things you want to point out? Well, the the obvious friggin' one is... Yogg-Saron corrupted some waters. Galakron drank from it. That's how Galakron became Galakron. Yep. It was Yogg-Saron corruption. That's yep. And it was it was not filtered. They were missing the old god Brita filter. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. So now we have the halls of diffusion. 
we're gonna filter out the water. Now here's, and, and that's fine. Like the, everything so far, install the Brita filter, good to go. <laughs> but then Tyr decides to chime in with a little something, not the greatest. <laughs> Basically saying, hey, this water has an added side benefit of mind control. Basically, yeah. Yeah, so we feed this to the dragons. Dragons are always on our side. They see they are they're on our side of our philosophy. They like our philosophy, basically. They don't like none of that whatever unorderly crap is. So it's like <laughs> that's that's a, I don't know. It it's hinky. I don't like it. It's, it's, it's it doesn't feel like it's 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 this glimpse of a different side of the Titans. Like we know they like to order things. Okay, like that's whatever. But there's this like desire for control. So they want to control the thoughts of these dragons. And they want to control actions. And we're, we'll find out in a later book. Like they want to control information going out too. Like I, I get that that's what they need to do for their their order, but it's not great. Yeah. It's, and it's who's to say that their order is the best order? Huh? Well, they say yeah. it's the best order. Well, good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's... <laughs> I feel like the only reason now why Mr. Prime designate Odin was like, no, no, we can't do it, is because it's like, not orderly enough. No, no, we need more order up in here. And <laughs> he's like, these dragons are not... Or- no. Mm-mm-mm. I guess maybe Tears should have sold him on It's like, yeah, but we got mind-controlled juju. Keep them on our side. Maybe Odin would be like, oh, why didn't you lead with that, man? Bearing the lead here. Maybe I would have been on your side and I wouldn't have to rip part of Oldor out of the ground and make my little halls of valor. But, uh, I don't know, I guess he failed to tell that part to Odin. Right. But yeah, I don't know. And the the other incredibly interesting part is, okay, so now we know that Yogg-Saron created Galakron. Okay, that's that's pretty, that's that's neat. It kind of makes you wonder, now that we also know that one of the the main protagonist or antagonists of Dragonflight are the the freaking primalists, right? Right. The people that did not be all uprezzed to dragons, they're still kind of proto drakey looking, right? It feels like they don't like them because they're they were just they basically said no, I don't want to be mind controlled. No, I'm not gonna go with what you're. So you kind of go like, I don't know. It's the whole are we the baddies? <laughs> it's. it's what this is gonna be starting to feel like it is i feel like that there's a lot of that going on with the last couple expansions in this expansion you know we spent a lot of the beginning of warcraft and world of warcraft you know you got your good guys and your bad guys and it's cut and dry and the light and the void but now i mean we found out legion the light may not as be as good as we're thinking we're finding out now the titans may not be as good as we were thinking you know, it's not, doesn't mean they're bad either, but it doesn't mean they're all that good. It's not cut and dry, you know, black and white. There's, there's some gray in there and it gets confuddled and doesn't feel good at times. Like yeah. mind control water yeah, and lies that we may have been told yes. or are being told now. It's like these primalist forces have invaded these halls. Have they come to destroy the facility? I'll reveal secrets that Tyr left behind. And we're thinking like, Tyr, man. Tyr's like the inspiration of the Paladins. The Paladins are good guys. They're great. Wait, what secrets did he leave behind? This, wait, what? <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know if I like this. Uh, I feel like the Primalists may have a point. This is getting weird. 
Well, and that so the one disc left in Alderman that we're going back to go get, it apparently contains a lot of his memories and things. So that'll be interesting. I thought it was so. Another thing we get in this is the whole um, Oldoris that tier hold is actually the time facility known as Oldoris. And you might remember, because we've talked about it in this show, while we're working on the Heart of Azeroth stuff in BFA, Maiden of Vitality... Mother. mother? Yeah, it's it was mother. mother, right? It was Mother. Um, before she was you know, healed and restored from her impalement on Azerite spikes and whatnot, she was rattling off about containment breaches and Oldman, Oldum, Oldor, Oldaz, and Oldoris. So apparently Oldoris is contaminated... Could it be old gods? I'm going to go yes. Maybe. <laughs> yes. I feel like a good bet with uh, all the information that we have so far. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's cute that <laughs> Tear is basically complaining that they're calling it Tear Hold. It's like, oh, this is embarrassing, guys. Don't name it after me. Doldoris. Mm, no, we're going to call it Jinland. Jinland. <laughs> Jinland. <laughs> Jin's not embarrassed by that, apparently. No. No, too cool. <laughs> it is, it is. I do want to point out this one line because it's going to come into play later. He, Tyr here, says he fervently disagrees with the assertions of Prime Designate Odin concerning the unsuitability of the dragon aspects. Yep. But I think that's a good thing to keep in mind. Also, I'm thinking, and this is not even a big deal or anything, but Loken was asked to go investigate... Or not asked. I don't know if he was asked or not. But here, Tyr says, I hope your investigation into how Yogg-Sron compromised these living waters will yield answers. What if when Loken was taking that time to investigate is when Yogg got a chance to put his hooks into Loken and send him down that path? Like, was that the moment? Maybe? It, it kind of adds up in terms of the timeline. Yeah. Because... Obviously, he's down in friggin' the Dragon Isles and all that kind of stuff, dealing with all that stuff, and Tyr is doing the, the little blah 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 so obviously this is before all the thing happened. So it's like, okay, if you wanted to figure all that out, hopefully that, you know, leads to some good answers or something like that. It would be safe to say that it would. this was before uh, Loken got corrupted by Yogg-Sarong. So, yeah. That's probably that is probably what happened. Is he probably started poking around trying to figure out how Yagshron did it, and Yagshron was like, "Oh, how about I show you? It's like this." <laughs> I have so many things to show you. Yeah, a bunch of mouths. That's Yag. Guess you're curious. <laughs> Just like that. It's a couch. Just like that. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to add to this? Not to this or book. Print, um, pull, pull out of it? No, no. I'm excited to get to the next ones. This is a good one. Okay. Okay. It's a good, it's a good one. It's, they're all good ones. They all got interesting bits to them. So next up, we have a letter from Tyr to Arnaya and Arcadis. It says, to my staunchest allies, he says, my noble friends, forgive me for keeping secrets, but I instructed Sentinel Taldronis to withhold this message until you had safely reached your destination. You are reading this, then our worst fears have been realized. I have fallen to our foes, murdered on the order of the treacherous Loken. But fear not, 
Rod prepared for this dark eventuality. Along with the discs of Norganon that you carry, I have hidden another disc that holds a, res- a record of my own memories. Helandras will ensure it is safeguarded within the depths of Ultiman until such time as it can be safely retrieved. I have fashioned the Refti to be unquestionably, unquestioning, unquestioningly. Why is that hard to say? Unquestionably? But there's no B in there. It's unquestioning, unquestioningly. There should be a B in there, right? I unquestioningly. That's a weird word. Unquestion- it's a weird, like, why not unquestionably? It's just unquest- unquestioningly loyal to me. Just going to sidetrack the whole, whole show with that. It's great. Uh, before, <laughs> good job, Tyr. We just sidetracked the whole entire show for one damn word. Before departing Faltraken, <laughs> I left a gift in the care of the dragon aspects. Though they are unaware of its true purpose, the artifact can be used within the halls of Old Doris to outwit Loken's malignant schemes when it is safe to do so. Bring my memory disc back to Old Doris and retrieve the item I gave to the Aspects. You will know what to do next. Dearest Ironia and most noble Arcadis, I place my trust in you. When we stand together, nothing can overcome your unity. Our unity. Yours always, Tear. I apparently can't read Tear's words. It's fine. Tear's um, weird. He's got a lot tier's of weird, weird words. Like Refty. I was like, and it is lowercase. And I'm like, what the F is this? And so I had to look this one up. It's not a typo. Apparently, the Refty are a time-forged race created by Keeper Tear to work in harmony with Dragonkind, and we're going to be meeting them in Dragonflight. Hmm. It's a it's R E F T I. It's it's a little little weird. I was like, what is what is what is this? Did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we're going back to Oldman is to find that one disc. And apparently that one disc is his memory disc and needs to be brought back to Aldorus in order to retrieve a special item for the aspects, which apparently they're hoping it's going to be what restores their power. Nah, that's that's kind of, I think, what everyone has been assuming that yeah. is kind of one of the big points of, you know, this expansion is to restore the aspects power. To do to deal with whatever the big bad is coming in ten point three, right? It's probably what it's right. gonna be. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really know. The only thing is, when we keep talking about how Tyr got was killed and things like that, I keep thinking about the names of the um, the freaking crab faces that I don't even remember the, the. I literally don't remember the name of the um, the the freaking race that, that they are, but I remember their names. And the that, crab faces? Yeah, the crab faces. You know, they're like the big faceless ones, but, you know, whatever they're called. Anyway, it's freaking, <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> oh, now you got me all, like, messed up. It's Zekajaz <laughs> and Kithix. Yes. Oh, yeah. I like Zekajaz. The Mantid? You talking about Mantid? No, they're not Mantid. These are the freaking giant, freaking huge, you know? Oh. Uh... Yeah, like freaking... You know, the second to last boss of Voldemort is one of those guys. Big old crab faces. Big old crabby blah 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 thing. <laughs> yep. Second <laughs> second jazz. It's a cool name. <laughs> Kithix. I just like crab faces. Crab faces. <laughs> what are they? I don't remember what the name of the freaking race is. They're the big crab faces. They're kinda like uh, the they're freaking old guy drippings. That's what they really are. 
It's gross. The Inraki? Probably. Here? The Inraki. That sounds about right. I like that. Sounds right. Crab faces. Crab faces, yeah. Well, not exactly speaking of crab faces, you want to get into the, <laughs> the, the amazing one, unless you have additional thoughts on this. The staunchest Nothing allies. else, really. Just kind of going back to Tears' memories on this disc, and I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on what we might discover on this disc? What what's uh, what's the memories we get to find out? Probably has a crush on Iranaya. Maybe, yeah. maybe I, probably, I can see that. Yeah, probably there, or maybe Arcadius. That'd be cool too. Maybe there. That would be cool. Or a thruple. <laughs> a thruple. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> let me see. What's its true purpose and all that good stuff. Yeah, no, to restore the powers. It probably is like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, one embrace and a dash of nutmeg, and you get dragon aspects. (laughs) (laughs) And a dash of nutmeg, (laughs) but avoid those crab faces. Yeah, yeah, those they'll they'll get you. Mm -hmm. They like nutmeg; they're attracted to the nutmeg, Uh, especially Zeka Jazz. (laughs) Get you with those jazz hands of his. (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> oh goodness! All right, let's just let's just. This is the media one, so let's let's get into the next one. Yes, this is the one. I'm so excited. I, I'm making Jen read this because Odin. Mm-hmm, yes. So, so this is Edicts of the Prime Designate, Volume 742. Oh God, there was 741 of these before this. So that would be that would be insufferable. <laughs> oh, God. I would absolutely read them. <laughs> well, just friggin' Odin insufferable butt face. He's like, yeah, let me tell you another thing. It's like, oh my god, dude. Don't let me do yeah. anything. Order. We must maintain <laughs> order. Ugh. Well, a little long-winded here. Alright, so, keepers, it has been brought to my attention that as of late, many of you have become fascinated by the emergence of mortal beings. That is, creatures born of flesh rather than crafted of stone and steel like our Loyal Titanforged. While my initial impulse was to eradicate these aberrations before they evolved further, I now believe may, they may prove useful improperly, if properly controlled. Yet, even as we guide their development according to the edicts of the Titans, we must always remember that mortal minds are destined to be small and incapable of complex understanding. Therefore, As your prime designate, I must establish a few minor but necessary regulations to govern your interactions with these nascent beings. First, all historical records documenting the advancements of the Black Empire are to be purged immediately. Paint that age as one of chaos and misery, pernicious blight that we keepers eradicated. With the old gods locked in confinement, there should be no evidence available to contradict our assertions. Surely. If you care for these mortals, you would not wish to see them led astray into darkness. Second, attribute all accomplishments and works of wonder to the Titans alone. Despite the relentless arguments made by some of you, this is not a fallacy. After all, can anything truly be said to exist until it has been ordered? Of course not. Therefore, it is irrefutable that the Titans are the source of all creation. Third, Teach them nothing of the first ones. Mortals could not conceive of the wonders these beings granted to the Titans in Zareth Ordis, and learning of the progenitors that would only confuse them. It is enough that mortals know the Titans brought order to the cosmos, and that they are owed deference. While some among you would prefer to argue these points further, 
Such debate can no longer be tolerated. I remind you that I speak with the authority of the Titans, and any further dissent may cause me to question whether you are succumbed to outside influences. Remember, life is chaos. It must be controlled. Your leader, Prime Designate, Odin. So this a-hole is the reason that we don't get to know more about the first ones. <laughs> Odin's a big jerk. I blame it all on him. Uh, <laughs> I hate Odin so much right now. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly, I'm more concerned about the first one. All historical records documenting the advancements of the Black Empire are to be purged immediately. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? what, what? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's like, have we been lied to about the old gods? Like, again, another case of we're not going to sit here and say that they're good. We're not going to sit here and say they're the good guys. But maybe, maybe for all we know, they're not as bad as we were led to believe. And... I don't have to regret that I have the eyeball on my head from BFA and I just thought it was ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not pretty. It's not pretty. But like it just like it hmm. What? <laughs> right. So like if we just gonna stay sit here with the Black Empire thing here for a second. I'm to me it really strikes me as Blizzard is kinda like trying to paint this in a it's like, look, look. Yeah, we've we've seen, you know, what a Titan centered, um, you know, historical record looks like. Right. So when they're talking about, you know, it's like, oh, we, you know, we were just we were just bit bopping around the universe. You know, like we do. And we came across this old planet and it was like, oh, look at all this gross black stuff on it. It's like a black empire. We need to clean that up. Right. That's all the information that we get. It's like, yeah, it's gross. He came in there and saved this poor world soul. This poor, poor world soul that was going to be corrupted by all this void grossness. Ugh. Can't have that. So, of course, to the Titans' point of view, totally makes sense. Like, you're like, you're like, whoa, that's right. one of ours. Don't mess with that. It's one of ours. We like them. Don't be getting all your bad juju up inside them. Well, this kind of got me thinking. So the first thing was, okay, well, how did Titan souls get into planets in the first place? It was weird because... Going back to one of the little things he said is, right? Mortals could not conceive of the wonders these beings granted the Titans in Zareth Ortis. Okay. All right. So the Titans in Zareth Ortis. So they were in Zareth Ortis or in the realm of order, right? Because that's like yeah. kind of like the Zareth Mortis in Shadowlands. Right. So. First one, first one workshop. The, the more I kind of think about it, it really feels like, okay. Feels to me like some Titans all got together and said, well, we need to get ourselves up in this reality realm, right? whatever they want to call it. We call it reality because yeah. it's where we exist. To them, they're like, that other place, right? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get up in there where the, the other, where there's the convergence of all of the the different um, realms, okay? So we got, there's order, there's, there's chaos, there's, there's, there's everything. It's all a big melting pot. They're like, yeah, we need to get in there. So they probably came up with some plan to like supplant planets with friggin' order stuff. And eventually it grew a titan out of a world soul. So then you were looking at it and we're looking across the old, the old, the different cosmic powers. And then we have uh, the void. And they're like, man, do you see what these friggin' titan assholes are doing? They're like trying to get up in there in our business. We were trying to get up in there. 
They're like, all right, all right. Well, what are we going to do about it? Well, see, we still we still got a little bit of R&D to do. We haven't quite figured out exactly how we're going to get in there. But but we do have this idea. How about we throw some giant snot pustules out into reality and corrupt the planets that they're trying to, like, make titans out of? How about that? Uh-huh. And they're like, sweet, yes, let's do that. We're gonna we're gonna freaking piggyback off their own work, and that's what we're gonna do. So yeah, obviously, you can see why they're mad at each other because one's like going like, "Well, you're just trying to come up here and take over everything." Yeah, and well, and that's what the void's trying too. So that's that's why we pe- keep kind of having to say neither of them are good guys here. They both want to just rule all of reality. For <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've just been kind of led to believe that the Titans are the good guys because. They're the ones that we've been like been told about forever. But but then of course there was all, you know, the, the fallen Titan Sir Garrus, so they all can't be good. <laughs> so Yeah, that's kind of where it where it kind of brought me because it's like, okay, now that they've friggin' released the old gods into the world and they've kind of embedded themselves into the into the planet, they didn't just turn it into a bunch of nasty grossness. They apparently created an actual empire. Right? They wouldn't have called it a black empire if it was just desecration and terribleness and the, you know, it was all falling apart. No, no, it was actually like a, apparently pretty advanced. It's kind of a nice little place to live, I guess, if you were kind of into that kind of vibe. And it probably has its own set of order. Yeah, just doesn't really vibe. <laughs> In with, its own way. <laughs> just doesn't vibe with theirs. Yeah. All. So yeah, they, they were just like, this is all messed up. We can't have none of this. Mm-mm. So they went in there and basically like, I claim India for Britain. And they go, you can't claim us, we live here. 500 million of us. Do you have a flag? We don't need a bloody flag. It's our country, you bastard. No flag, no country. You can't have one. Till so they just showed up and they, they, they took it. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And yeah, it's just a big freaking war that we're stuck in the middle of. It's what it kind of feels like. It's what it all really kind of boils down to. No one's really good or bad. It's just real vying for power. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what it comes down to. I found it interesting that it talks about, you know, trying to, you know, have us mere mortals of flesh convinced that, it's, you know, they were just... The void was just chaos and misery and a pernicious blight, which is true. Like, that's what Odin says that we should be led to believe. And sure enough, we've been led to believe that all gods are just all about that chaos and misery and whatnots. And so it worked. Odin's Odin's plan worked. Yeah, propaganda is a powerful tool. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently so is being controlled because once again he talks about <laughs> how we would be useful if properly controlled as yeah. creatures of flesh. Yeah, I mean he said it again right there at the, the, the where he signed the letter. Remember, life is life chaos. Life is chaos, yeah. It must be controlled. And yep. I, and I think this is what the Blizzard developers and the story team was trying to get at when they flip-flopped life and death on the cosmology chart in the Grimara of the Shadowlands version. They basically aligned order um, with death more closely because death is far more orderly because it doesn't move. It's dead. <laughs> it's just yeah? pre-static. 
the life it just has this nasty habit of going everywhere and getting all over the place. It's like, hey man, you just go wherever you want, don't you? There's no order to it. Like, yep, that's life. And again, teach them nothing of the first ones. Yeah. I'm not I'm not bitter. What? Yeah, I don't really know. And that's that's the only the aggravating part about that line is because it's like, tell them nothing about the first ones. And like, you know, it basically just reinforcing stuff that we already knew because we already knew about Zareth Ortis because, you know, Sepulchre of the first ones and different things like that. We were able to figure out that there's a Zareth for all of the different, um, you know, planes. Um, But the one thing that I had almost wished if it was like, yeah, don't tell them about how they're super awesome and they did this thing or they did this. It's just like, like, no, the first one's great. And we're like, crap, that doesn't give us any more information. Yeah, so it's just, yeah, it just kind of goes to show that they know more than they're letting on, and it's uh, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. It's also annoying how Odin doesn't like how people argue with him. Because <laughs> he's, he's talking about, the, for the second one, attribute all accomplishments and works of wonder to the Titans alone. We have done all these works, only us. Yeah. No one else. And and the the one that really kind of reveals his hand of how ridiculous it even is at his point of view. It says, after all, can anything truly be said to exist until it has been ordered? Yes. <laughs> yes, it can. But according to him, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, no, hasn't been ordered yet. Doesn't even exist. Excuse me? I swear to God, like, Odin shows up. He's like, there's nothing here. I don't see any. It's like, what? What are you talking about? I see all of this stuff. There's so much stuff here. He's like, Mm-mm, nothing here. Nothing exists. What are you talking about? It's not ordered. I can't see it. I don't see anything that's not ordered. It doesn't I have exist. not controlled it yet. It's creepy, dude. You're you're really weird, and you weird me out with this whole doesn't exist. <laughs> Freaking wacko. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so we got the mortals conceive the wonder. Yeah, that we already touched on that one, but yeah, oh my god, this one is just—it really does feel like Odin is a hundred percent the insane. He's not a conspiracy theorist, all right. He's not a conspiracy theorist. He's basically the person that wants to control all the information and say no, no, we yeah. can't. We, no, we got lock lock that down. Got lock it down. Can't tell him that. Can't tell him that. Can't tell him that. There's Look, tiny little puny little brains. They're made of flesh. Ugh. They're not made of stone or steel. <laughs> right? So they're not going to be... It's like, don't even bother telling them all of this important stuff. Because they won't be able to understand it. They won't be able to grasp it. You're just going to confuse them. So better to just... Don't even bring it up. Okay? It's best to just listen to Papa Odin. Okay? <laughs> don't even bring it up to him. Because... You know what? It, they don't matter. We matter. So just don't. They don't need to know. They just don't need to know. And that really is the kind of the feeling that I get when I read this. Is Odin is just like, absolutely. All right, you jerks. I see that a lot of you like these uh, living things. Let's set sound. Let's let's set some ground rules down. All right. Don't tell them shit. <laughs> that's that's pretty much what he's saying. And then says, you cannot debate me on this. You cannot argue me on this. Yeah. 
Oh, well, actually, he did tell him that he can tell him one thing. It's like, okay, don't tell him anything. Make sure they don't know learning. Mm-mm. Learning's bad. Bad. But you can tell him how awesome we are. Right. All right. right. You want to sing our praises? Go for it. Tell him as much stuff as you want. Like, because, you know, Titans are best. Super cool. You see these guns? Mm. Eh. So cool. <laughs> So, yeah, I think we wrapped this one up. I mean, unless you have anything else to add to it. No, it's just really interesting to read and to get into the mindset of Odin and his views on things and about how he's just talking about how oh, we can get away with, you know, hiding all this information about the old gods in the void because they're locked up in confinement. There's no evidence. Fine. Yep. Of course, it's written, you know, forever ago. Yeah. They're not all locked in confinement anymore. Yeah, it's just kind of funny, too, because it's like, it's like, look, we're the victors. We kicked the ever-loving crap out of the old gods. Right. So we get to make up the history. <laughs> so why are we even questioning this? I literally wrote it down that you're not allowed to question me. So no questions. Yeah. Dude needs to be punched in his big fiery beard. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe by the end of the expansion. I don't know. We already fought that guy. Uh, he was already a boss. We didn't have to kill him. He was just like, he's testing us. He's like, I'm just going to test you guys. I don't know. Maybe we'll fight him again. And this time we'll actually like chop off one of his big metal toes or something. Take that, Odin. You jerk. <laughs> is that all it's going to take to kill him? Or is it, we're just chopping off a toe? I don't know. It's it's I don't know. Maybe it's like Broxagar when he uh when he finally uh when he actually hurt Sargeras. He was just like, Well, what? <laughs> you actually you hurt me? Man. <laughs> Bro. I don't know, maybe maybe Odin's kinda like uh Peter Griffin when he skins his knee. So he just took you like you, you hit him once and he's just like ah. <laughs> for like a solid five minutes or like sweet. Took him down. Boom. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to take over the next one? Yes. So next up, we have Wreckage na- Analysis Report. And this is from someone that we have not heard about yet. Watcher Pranthalis. No, there's no N in there. Par- Parathalis? Parathalis. Something like that. It's a report to Odin from this Watcher that we've never heard of. It says, Prime Designate. I am writing to confirm that the wreckage discovered on our shores was indeed the remains of our most recent expedition to Avalorin. There were no survivors. This marks the third failed attempt to reach that accursed place in the time since I assumed my post. While I would not presume to question either your authority or your determination, I pray to the Titans that the rumors I hear of a fourth expedition are merely speculation rather than fact. Surely you can see that further pursuit of the heretics is folly. Yes, they must be made to answer for their crimes against Inaria and the other keepers, but their defenses are not to be underestimated. The resources required to breach their lines are simply beyond our current capabilities, at least not without jeopardizing containment of the prisoners in our charge. Though I agree there is a risk in allowing the strength to grow, evidence suggests that their aggressive nature of the heretics will cause them to turn on one another and weaken the resolve. If we can be patient, an opportunity for retribution will present itself. I beseech you, Prime Designate, 
let the fire of your wrath cool, at least for now. Its embers will be rekindled in due time. If not, I fear I will soon be authoring yet another report of a lost expedition, its final remnants dashed upon rock and wave. With all respect, Watcher Herathalus. Hmm. Yeah, this is the one that's like, what? Not much. Not much to go off of here. Yeah. So mainly for the, I did, I did watch um, a little bit of Tellius and and Avatel. Oh, she wasn't around. It was just him. Um, and and talks about this and stuff. So we know Avalorin is a, a, a place, right? And Odin's desperate to get there. We don't know why. Apparently, there's some some rebels there, some heretics. And he, as we've discovered, he can't have that. He doesn't like when people disagree with him and argue with him. So obviously, he hates the rebels and he hates the heretics. What they did, what crime they committed against whatever keeper Inaria, we we don't know. We don't know why he cares so much. Maybe Inaria was a love interest. We, we don't know. So we might see this Avaloran, this expansion, possibly. But Taliesin was saying that Legends say that Avalon, you can see Avalon, Avalorn kind of sounds similar, right? So it could be derived from that. Avalon is apparently where King Arthur and his knights are buried, according to these legends, and that they are actually waiting for the day that they are awakened because they're needed again. So Talia's one was pointing out like Avalon, you know, Avalorn. So is there something or someone Buried underneath Avalorin. Could Avalorin actually be the the real name of the Dragon Isles? Is there something hidden beneath the Dragon Isles, maybe? Because we also know in the past, Titans like to hide things under Titan facilities, right? They like to imprison old gods under Titan facilities. Herehold, Isildurus. So Isildurus, possibly another facility that is being used to imprison something. Or... If Avalorin isn't actually the Dragon Isles and some other island, because it talks about um, expeditions, you know, the remnants being dashed upon rock and wave. So that does kind of suggest islands or beaches. Plus, apparently Avalon in, what did he say it was? Latin or something is island paradise. So it could be Dragon Isles. Could be something hidden underneath Dragon Isles. Or maybe a different island nearby that's hiding something? Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe Avalorn actually is the, the name of the Dragon Isles. It would make sense. Um, and I'm assuming all of this would be taking place before the Sundering, right? When it was still accessible, basically. So Yeah, it would have to be. So it's like, all right, um, why would they not be able to get there? Right, because they didn't like lock it down. So what's what's stopping them? Something to do with the primalists? Is that that what's kind of going on? Is it something else, or maybe they couldn't get there because it had been locked down already? I mean, I don't know timeline-wise if that actually works. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's it's not like you know, Odin and all his cohorts weren't like doing stuff, you know, for a long time, but, but I, I don't know. I don't know. There's no way to know exactly the, the timeline here or really what Avaloran actually is. Or And if it is the Dragon Isles, why were they not able to get there? Don't really, yeah, don't really know. 
Especially considering it's like, oh yeah, the Titans and their and their uh, you know the Titan Keepers and their little Titan Forge, they're just sending troops to go out to try and find it, and then they you know nope, they're just all busted up on the rocket wave. So yeah, I don't know what's going on there. And then just pure pure speculation, for sake of conversation, we know in the past how often Warcraft borrows story aspects from real life things, right? Mm-hmm. So if we go with this legend about King Arthur and the knights being buried there to be reawakened, could there be something buried deep beneath this island that is going to be reawakened? Either that we can reawaken to help us or that the big bad of the expansion will try to reawaken it to help him or them. Well, I'm- and what what would that be if it's if that's a thing? Like what would if something is buried underneath either Tearhold or Eldorus or some other island nearby, what could it possibly be? Well, if you're going with the kind of like buried beneath nights, right, kind of thing, the best thing that I can think of is I don't know, after the the sundering, he's trying to get there for whatever reason. But most likely, if it if going with that kind of like thought process, it's pretty probably wrong, but it's the best I can come up with. Is it's the um it's the track there. Track there were buried underneath there, and they were supposedly like, oh, this great amazing fighting force, they're the they're the best. Ah. Right? So That's actually a good point. So it's like, I don't know. And Odin already has a pension for liking really good warrior folk, because that's that was the whole point with Helia and creating his Valajar. He wanted to basically say, no, your stupid dragon aspects are dumb. I want to make my own dragon aspects, but with Vikings and mead. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe he was just like, maybe it was just get a bunch of dragon people that are supposed to be like really good. I don't know. Would he like to use the creations of a dragon aspect, though? If he could. If you could order he, it. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's true. If he could control them. Here, you must be so tired after being confined and, and thirsty. After being confined for so long. Here, have a cup of water. <laughs> Drink up. Yeah. Of course it's filtered. Don't worry about it. Drink. Yeah, I don't. That's the best I can come up with. Maybe. I hadn't considered that. So That could be a thing. Yeah. Best I got. I don't know. I don't know what that would be. I wonder if we're going to find out more about these heretics and their crimes against the keepers and Inaria and others. Mm, possibly. Yeah, it's my guess is it is probably something to do with. Um, I, I feel like it's just going to somehow be attached to like the primalist or something like that, because, you know, that, that goes all the way back. Right. Right. So, yeah, who knows? And then what prisoners are in their charge? Because. Uh, Parathalus here is talking about uh, the resources required to breach their lines with the heretics. So apparently whatever heretics or rebels are hiding out, I guess, on this island, maybe. But um, uh, required to breach their lines simply beyond our current capabilities, at least not without jeopardizing containment of the prisoners in our charge. What's that about? I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you. What is the... I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Strange enough. I don't know. What do you think it is? <laughs> I don't know. Like, so it's Odin. 
Odin's peoples, who would they imprison? Like, it would be more heretics? Would it be any of the keepers that actually, like, dared to argue with him? If we're assuming that this is the Dragon Isles, then the prisoners are most likely some type of dragon. Right. Or primalist. Or, well, I don't, I don't know. So, but I don't know why it would uh, jeopardize the containment of the prisoners in the charge like that. I don't know. I don't know why that would jeopardize anything, but not really sure. Yeah, definitely curious. Yeah, they probably had dragon friggin' prisoners is the best I can come up with. <laughs> yes. All right, well, would you like to read our last one? Yes, absolutely. And this is going to be the observational report, Earthen. This report is written by Titan Watcher... Ooh, that's a fun one. Millennia. Millennia. It's almost like millennium, but millennia. <laughs> and it goes out to all her fellow watchers. Fellow watchers, when you were assigned to observe the state of our Titanforged subjects, who, regretfully, fell under the influence of flesh, the keepers could not have anticipated the effort necessary to follow them as they spread throughout the world. I shall do my best to ensure your perseverance is recognized. But for now... You are to continue your duties until a new directive is authorized. It is apparent from your reports that the degree of transformation in Titan Forge subjects is significantly diverse. There is no group in which the variance is more easily observable than the Earthen. While some have succumbed entirely to the malady, such as the Earthen who emerge from Oldemar and call themselves dwarves, others remain resistant, whether in full or in part. One particularly notable variant can be found in the Earthen Contagent Dispatched to investigate the fissure detected in Sector AR-938. For further details, search records related to geological anomalies. Okay. <laughs> in the course of their duties, these Earthen began to manifest behaviors analogous to those which would one day apparent in the self-styled dwarves, despite the two groups being separated by vast swaths of time and distance. In fact, based on their origin dates, I would identify no corollary at all between these populations. Yet, while their behaviors, language, and demeanor show many similarities, for example, assigning Sector AR-938 the colloquial name Kaz-Algar, Philosophically, the groups remain distant. In this distinctiveness, due to exposure to the unique qualities of the anomaly, or is there another reason? We require more data before a conclusion can be reached. As ever, your aid in this analysis remains invaluable. Remember, we are the eyes of the Titans. Respectfully, Watcher Millennia. That is okay. Boy, man, I just saying, Bran would be going nuts reading this one. What's, right. a, what's a what now? <laughs> New dwarves. <laughs> and then the other one that got me is uh, the name of the almost certainly mountain range, Kazalgar, because we have Kazmodan. Right? Exactly. So there's another mountain range named after the Titan, Kazgorath, because that's where the Kaz comes from in the Titan. Right. Range. So obviously they are, you know, they clearly have some very some some similarities there in that they they're like, yeah, Kazgaroth is our boy, so we're gonna name all our stuff Kaz, 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 Kaz. So that's not surprising, especially since they have the the root of being earthen. So they have that stuck together. Plus, 
it rolls off the tongue better than section AR 938. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where sector AR 938 is. But then yeah. again, I don't know where Kazagar is either, but. Or who these dwarves are. Like, it, there's, they're, they're like dwarves, but they're different. Like, are they stony, fleshy dwarves? Are they some weird form of trogs? Like, what are they? I don't know. That is very interesting. These are things we might find out. There's theories out there that when one of our zones in a future patch might be an underground thing. So maybe this has something to do with that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like all of these different uh, notes, including this one, are possible hints at, you know, future content uh, coming up in the expansion. Like for this one, it's like, oh, you know, there's more dwarves that are totally like dwarves, but they're the only reason why they look similar is they have a common ancestry, but they were kind of like evolved totally in completely separate areas. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it, it's interesting too to me that this was, I feel like this is something that could have got, come from Odin because it's, it's like talking about uh, the, the you know, Timeforge subjects under the influence of flesh and how the Watchers are supposed to interact with them and it talks about directives and whatnots. But it's not from Odin, it's from Watcher Millennia who... I don't know. I'm willing to bet that this person is a lackey of, of Odin's. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. He's all bossing them around and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Like the use of language and things like that, that they were using or my watcher millennia or whatever reminds me a lot of mother. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, where do they say? It's like, oh, we need more data and sector AR nine, three, eight. Like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's totally reminding me of just some like, I can see that. I don't know, bunch of couple science nerds that are like, don't, don't interfere with the uh, the local flora and fauna. You will, you'll mess with their uh, natural evolution. So it's like, okay, <laughs> that's what it feels like to me, anyways. So yeah, it does. I can see that. Yeah, a couple couple little nerdy nerdy watchers going like, I don't know, but, and. <laughs> And I guess what's weird about this, too, is and where I would actually say, no, probably not a lackey of Odin, or maybe they've changed their opinion. I don't really know. Is because Odin's first note was like, life is chaos and it must be ordered and it must be controlled and blah, 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 blah. And now we're just like, no, just keep your eye out. Keep watching them. See what's going on. These guys, we're the eyes of the white Titans. We're, we're, we're watching him. We're just looking. That doesn't feel very Odin-y to me. Right, that's true. Odin's more smash him in the face and ask questions later. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe there's a lack, lack of Odin's, but this comes a little bit later because at that point, the Titanforge subjects who fell under the influence of flesh have spread throughout the world. Like yep. they are, they are everywhere to the point that the keepers could not have anticipated the effort necessary to follow them all. So maybe it's still lackey of Odin's, but maybe this person comes. A little later on or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's a new hire. It's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like the whole department's going a different direction now. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to do that whole mind control. Got to order everything. Yeah, we're going we're going in a different direction now. I mean, 
Basically, we just realized that that would be a lot of mind control and we just can't do it. There's a lot of these guys now, so <laughs> now we're just going to watch them, make sure they don't get any get into anything. You know, like we said, I mean, they're they're mortals. They've got real tiny little squishy little brains. They don't understand us anyways. They'd be like, wow, why is this big stone thing? This is scary. Right. They wouldn't get it. So we're just eh, we're just going to watch. Let's be while we're here. We're just watching. It's fine. And you have a point, too, because I feel like if it was Odin, like super Odin related, Odin would be like, nope, my way or the highway. Whereas this talks about, eh, we require more data before a conclusion can be reached. Yeah. And at the same yeah, time. That's a, that's a good point. It may not be an Odin lackey. It's probably a Mimron lackey. <laughs> right? That's what it is. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Kind of what it feels like. Could be. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And it's just interesting that they're just waiting on a. Uh, Additional orders. They're just like, well, you gotta wait for the Titans. You'll be waiting a long time, buddy. Long yeah. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be stuck on that one singular thing for a long time. Because probably not coming back. Or if they well, it's now it's they're gonna be like, Oh, we're busy keeping Sargeras line in, in line. We can't tell you what to do anymore. Sorry, Melinda. <laughs> and Illidan keeps yelling about his scars uh, uh, he's really loud. annoying. <laughs> It just keeps running around going like, how do you like it? How do you like it? It's like, Sargeras is really confused. He's like, I wasn't even the one that locked you up. <laughs> get, get a problem with Maev. Get her up here. What's going on? <laughs> All right. Well, I can't think of anything else to add to this. I, I can't really. Either way, like all five of these just really, really interesting. And I'm excited to see what, you know, threads get pulled out of those that we get to follow and what information we get and it makes me excited for the story of this expansion yeah it does same i'm really curious to know where they're gonna take the kind of like lore overall right because we've already got confirmation that they're like hey chronicle it's all titan perspective it's like so are we ever gonna see an actual like encyclopedic history of like the beginning of time and all that kind of stuff like you can point to chronicle of like this is what happened on azeroth and that's fine no this is all accurate but when we're like what actually happened at the very like that first chapter area of chronicle yeah like a factual thing not through the lens of this that and the other no like a factual like what actually happened yeah like be great like for example odin when he was talking about like let's not talk about the advancements of the black empire let's not do it maybe have a book that does talk about the advancements of the black empire for example that might be interesting that would be i like it yeah so i don't know that's kind of what what i'm kind of curious to see is where they want to take this whole thing and are they really leaning into the well the only good guys in this story is your player character because everyone else is just out for themselves trying to vie for conquest of this uh this whole reality and like if if that's what it all boils down to like okay i get it it's a little boring but i get it yeah that's all yeah. I, I i hope there's a little bit more right i, I would finally be jealous of the diablo um lore <laughs> <laughs> because at least the internal the eternal conflict had a couple defectors that were like let's make humanity <laughs> Right. Right. So I'm kind of curious to know 
What's uh, what's the whole thing? And what's the deal with the first ones? Hmm? That's yes, Odin, jerk. Yeah, jerk face. So yeah, I'm... all his fault. All his fault. It is all his fault. Yeah, I, I do want to know what's up with the first ones, and how they play into the creation of the universe and or setting up all of this structure. I no idea. Seems like every single time we get a little bit of answers, it just winds up asking more questions. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got anything else that you want to add to this? I I'm, think I'm kind of tapped out. Think I think I got. I think that's it. I think at this point we just have to wait for more information. All right. Well, if that is it, we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping up the show, and we're gonna do what we always like to do which is say a huge thank you to our wonderful patrons. So if you would like to know how you could, you know, join in on this wonderful action of us saying like a little thank you just to you, all you got to do is you go to patreon.com slash live, laugh, lore, and, you know, you get a nice little shout out at the end here. Uh, at any level, you'll get shouted out for a new patron, but you can go a little bit above and beyond and you will get uh, what I'm about to say right here, which is our for our top patrons. And yes, it is finally my turn to say this one. It is Mar... I grow tired of torturing Jin. Gone fishing. <laughs> Ickis. Hey, Ickis. How you doing? Sarith. Oh, what's going on, Sarith? How you doing? Uh, Nadoon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How you doing, Nadoon? Vanderlyle. Oh, man. Yeah, Vanderlyle. Looking good. Mud. Oh, I saw you watch us playing D&D, Mud. Uh, I saw that. Uh, I was there. Chris Malore. How's it going? Dungeon Master Burke, you were literally playing D&D with us. And your chorus. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much to every single one of you. You are all fantastic. Appreciate you. Thank you. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. Well, yeah. The other thing we like to do at the end of every show is end on a positive note, because we could all use more of that in our lives. So at this point, Halloween is coming on. Jen, did you have a lot of trigger treaters? Did you put a bowl of candy out? Um, no, I would say not a lot. Uh, it feels like it went down from uh, the previous years where we were actually participating in it because you know we kind of this was a, basically this was our first year back since right twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Oh wow! Because twenty nineteen, twenty nineteen, was yeah, BlizzCon. Right. That's true. Oh, BlizzCon. BlizzCon. Yeah. And then 2020, oops. 2021, <gasps> yeah. oops. And here we are in 2022. So, yeah. Skip three years. So, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they were like, those are the jerks that don't hand out candy. No, but we had, <laughs> we had a decent amount. We had a decent amount. We went through about two and a half big-ass bags of candy. So, we got... Oh, that's pretty good. We still got some and slowly disappearing. <laughs> We ended up putting a bowl out because we have a dog who is a mix of protective breeds and he is very protective. So when that doorbell goes off, he's, he's not having it. Not have any of it. That's not, that's not good. So we put a nice bowl out there. It was a good two big sized bags of various candies. I knew when the bowl was empty because I was sitting on the couch with said protective doggo sleeping next to me. Well, I was just kind of looking at my phone. And outside the door, I heard a kid cry because the bowl was empty. <laughs> I felt bad, but there wasn't much we could do about it because that's that was all we had. That was all the candies. But I actually found a story 
of some kids in Virginia that got to a house with an empty bowl and they actually put candy they had gotten from other houses into that bowl for the next kids to be able to get. Many people leave a bowl of candy on their porch for trick-or-treaters and when it's empty, that's it. But a group of kids who stumbled upon such an empty bowl decided to leave a few treats for the next trick-or-treaters in line. The Ellsworth family shared this ring camera video with us. It shows Rose, Sam, and Christina Gutierrez walking up to the Ellsworth's home in the Smoke Tree subdivision on Halloween. But the candy bucket was empty. And instead of turning around and leaving, all three children decided to grab some candy from what they had already collected and fill up the bowl for the next kids that came up on the porch. After watching their ring video, the Ellsworths were blown away by what they saw. And we both like just couldn't stop talking about it. We were talking about it all night. The girls were talking about it. I mean, I don't even know if my kids would do that. It was incredible. And so his first in instinct was like, we have to share this. We saw that the candy basket was empty and we had been going trick-or-treating for a long time. So we just thought to put candy in the basket for the other littler kids uh, since we have gone so much. Now, I want to know if the little one, the little, little one on the left got a vote on that. The kids have already dug into the candy that they did end up bringing home. The Ellsworths were so impressed, they offered their beach house to the Gutierrez family for a weekend. So now they're planning a trip to the beach very, very soon. I saw on CBS a couple of years ago um, uh, on Friday, Steve, uh, Steve, uh, Steve Hartman, Hartman did a story on a young lady who had cancer and was yeah. during the middle of COVID couldn't go out. Yeah. And all the, they put a sign at the end. Sorry, we can't go out. We can't give candy because our daughter has cancer. And the neighborhood kids came and just threw candy on the lawn Aww. because the little girl couldn't go out. So yeah. it's it's great to see kids doing that on their own, too. You notice the parents didn't prompt them to do no, it. No, and I watched that whole video with our producers just listening to the natural sound and what the kids were saying, and it was all them. It was just the sweetest That's thing. awesome. They're being raised correctly. Yes, they are. That's freaking adorable. <laughs> right? Just That's all just a simple little, you know? Yeah, see? So yeah. They're just... Yeah. I saw the opposite ring video where it was like the one kid walked up and just grabbed the whole bowl and dumped it in his bag and then flipped out the camera. Like that's the that's the video I saw. So this is much nicer. I saw that one out there too. So it's it's good seeing that, you know, kids of their own, you know, choice did that. It's yeah. good. Yeah, that's that's it's fantastic. It makes me happy. It's Plus we got a double whammy in there with the other story about the, you know, the the little girl with cancer. So yeah. Two stories for one. Double stories. It's like, it's like double stuffed Oreos. Mm, just, double stuffed Oreos. They're just better. They're the best Oreos. What about triple stuffed? It gets me too much. Oh, okay. Thank you so much for listening to Live Laugh Floor. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore, and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Allie live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash and you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at Jin's Joint, and you can follow Ali at Ali Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. <laughs>